0: Even if somebody is not a peer or maybe they're a lower level than you, what I've loved to do in these situations is make them feel like they are on my level not make them feel like they're some like like bottom total totem pool like person i'm just like i don't even need to spend my time on i usually go above and beyond make sure i'll respond to their message quick i'll be open to having meetings and taking the time and showing them what i've learned that's the most important part of that when you're dealing with someone more junior right show care make them feel a part of the team like on the flip side you also want to be able to show them what made you successful so what i've done in the past is show them what you're working on here's what i did in this project here's why it's working this is what i did in this situation Really give them the lay of the land, because this person's more junior, and they want to learn, and they want to get to where you're at. So that's like one thing, is like share your vision, or share what you're working on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Free Retiree
1: Show, your go-to podcast for your career and your finances. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside the greatest, the brightest, the Venezuelan persuasion, Sergio,
0: big boy, Valentino, Patterson. What is up, everyone? You know what's funny about Valentino is now? Darren, my son, my 10-year-old, he likes to call me by my full name now. I'll wake up. He'll be like, hey, Sergio Valentino Patterson, stop.
1: I love your mama, and I think she makes great decisions, but what was she thinking about that Valentino?
0: It was a popular name, believe it or not. Sergio Valentino was a popular name back in the 80s. Was it? Really? in, In Venezuela and in Spain, and that's where my mom is. That's where her roots are, and it was just a big, very popular name. She pretty much got to name all of us, if you haven't noticed that by now. My dad had no say in the matter. (laughs) Does
1: not surprise me one bit.
0: (laughs) Welcome in, listeners. Today, we're going to give you a career advancement edition.
1: We got this request via email on how to talk with peers, juniors, and leadership, right? And I thought, oh, that's a really interesting question. And I think that is a valuable discussion. And so Serge has brought put together some different tips on how you got to talk to the different people at your organization or that you might be working with. And I think it's a really good topic. So Serge, what's your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, I think communication, when I saw this request come through, I thought I was like, like the general theme is like how to communicate at work, right? And then the more you dig into it, it's like there's different layers and levels Levels of communication. So, the way we thought about breaking this down was like when you're working with people who are might be junior than you, you have your peers and you have senior leadership. Maybe it's your boss, maybe it's your boss's boss. Ultimately, you want to be the same person through and through, but there are different strategies and different techniques that should work well depending on who you're talking to. So, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about and prepare people to just be better communicators.
1: When you were getting started in your career, how did it feel? when you were talking to leadership, senior leadership, and what do you think was your biggest fear?
0: I think in general, I was just always scared. Like I remember just always being like, I never felt prepared. I felt like I was gonna say the wrong thing. I felt like they were more important than I was. And I think over time you learn that they just, if it's a good leader, they respect you and they just wanna know what's what, right? But I think I do remember early in my career, I was just super nervous all the time. Even when we were at enterprise, I remember we'd have area managers who would just pop into the branch at any given moment right? it always keep us on our toes. And it was just a, it was an interesting thing. So I think when we're early in our career, you don't know what to do because there isn't a blueprint. We talked about not being a finite, not having a financial blueprint for young people. There isn't a career blueprint either for young people. So you don't really know what to do in those situations. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But let's start with that. You want to
1: start with? Yeah. You know, well,
0: uh, let's start with What I wanted to start with was how to deal with people like younger than you or not younger, but more junior. Okay. so I think as I've gotten farther along in my career, like this is super important. But even if somebody is not a peer or maybe they're a lower level than you, what I've loved to do in these situations is make them feel like they are on my level not make them feel like they're some like bottom total totem pool, like person I'm just like, I don't even need to spend my time on. Mm -hmm. So I think in these situations, I usually go above and beyond and make sure I'll respond to their message quick. I'll be open to having meetings and taking the time and showing them what I've learned. And I always get feedback like, Hey, like you really made me feel like part of this thing. And it really comes down to showing care. So when you're speaking with people who are like a lower level, don't make them feel like they're at a lower level, right? So The first thing you do is show care and make them feel like you all are, even though you're not equals technically on the way, the reporting line or whatever, maybe you're a higher level. What's important is to not, not make them feel that
1: way. Yeah, I could not agree more. I think we've seen a lot of strife when people maybe even get promoted. We can all think about the time when a coworker got promoted and then their personality changed. They might think, I'm above them now, so I need to start acting above them and flex some power in be more forward, whatever it is, there's that change. And I think for the most part, it rubs people. It can rub people the wrong way. I'm thinking about past situations where I saw someone get promoted and their demeanor change. And then everyone else is talking with this. Now they're being a dick.
0: Yeah. And you don't want people to say that. I hope that as I've gotten further in my career, like I'm still the same person I was. I just have more responsibility now, or maybe I'm in a better role, or maybe I'm getting paid more to whatever, but you want to be that same person, but maybe you tweak your things here and there. So I think that's the most important part of uh, when you're dealing with someone more junior, right? Show care, make them feel part of the team. It's important that you share, like on the flip side, you also want to be able to show them what made you successful, right? So what I've done in the past is show them what you're working on. Here's what I did in this project. Here's why it's working. This is what I did in this situation. Really give them the lay of the land right? Because this person's more junior and they want to learn and they want to get to where you're at. So that's one thing is share your vision or share what you're working on, whatever you want to call it so that they know how you work so that they can maybe take nuggets from the way you did something and bring that into how they're working. I think the other thing is is listening. I've helped and mentored many younger, lower level people at, at different companies I've been at. And some feedback I've gotten from them is I've always been a relatively good listener and not I don't just talk all the time to them or at them. You also, it's a two-way relationship. So you can also learn from someone that's more junior, right? Mm -hmm. Just because they're a lower level doesn't mean they don't have good life experience or maybe they were at a different company doing something different. So it's like, you can also learn from them. Absolutely. I think that's another common one that that
1: people fall into is,
0: oh, this person just
1: came out of school or they just got into this industry. They don't know shit. They don't know what we know. And there might be a little bit of truth to that, but you can never act like their opinions aren't valuable because even though they might be coming into this new new space or a new a new a new coworker doesn't mean they don't have insights that are going to help you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, listening is huge. Give them the space to share what they're working on, what makes them tick, what questions they have. Give them that space. Don't just sit there and talk at them for the 30 minute meeting you have with them or whatever. Give them that time. I think the other thing that's really important, it's two parts. So be able to give them good feedback, right? Say something that can actually like build them up, right? Something you've noticed in their work or something about the way they do something. Because you'd be surprised how far a small compliment will go to somebody's just morale and mentality. I do that as often as I can now. And I got recently in a meeting, I called out, there was somebody who does just some kind of behind the scenes work on our team. And I called them out in a meeting and I gave them kudos. And later on, my manager was like, Hey, you have no idea how much that meant to that person. It changed their whole engagement. Who knows? Maybe they were like fed up. Who knows what that person had going on. But the simple show of like appreciation or giving them kudos in a live forum goes a long way. Absolutely. And then on the flip side of that is be able to give them feedback constructive feedback. So you want to be able to give them kudos and tell them what they're doing great, but then also create a space where you can help them improve. You know, when I've mentored people, I've always created a space where like they can help me improve and then I can have time to uh, give them constructive feedback, if that makes sense. So, hey, I saw you send this email out or I saw you do this thing. I think that was great. You took that initiative, but here's what you could do differently next time. So what you don't want is it just to be all kudos all the time and sunshine and rainbows. There's that constructive feedback element to this too.
1: And I think... Giving kudos is
0: easy, but a lot of people don't want to do
1: it. And then feedback is tough. Is there a tip that you've thought of to give people gentle feedback or does it matter? Yeah. You give people like, hey, you effed up. You suck. No. So
0: here's the (laughs) trick. The trick is you start with the kudos always. You start with what's going great what's mm-hmm. going right. You build that, you showed that care, you've built a great space for this person, they have your trust, then you have the space to give constructive feedback without them taking it personally. If you just come in gun ho and give someone bad feedback without building any relationship, it's not going to work, especially mm-hmm. for someone that's more junior than you. So the key is like doing all the things we talked about Give them those kudos ahead of time and then start with the kudos and then say, hey, you know, are you comfortable with me giving you some feedback on something I saw? And they're going to know it's going to come from a good place because they know you. And then you're only looking out for them because they know it's you're trying to help them improve. So the tactic there is you do all those steps ahead of time and build that relationship and that'll set you up to be able to give them that feedback. So. That covers the communicating with people more junior than you. Any other questions on that one? No, I like all those. Those are fire. Okay, cool. So let's move up if we're talking levels, right? So we talked about someone that's more junior than you. Let's talk about a peer. In this one, this one was interesting when I was thinking like, okay, somebody that's my peer, and this is going to happen a lot, right? But I think what's most important here is being authentic. So there's big buckets, right? It's like authentic, creating like a connection outside of just work, right? Because I think building that trust is so important with peers because you all are on the same page trying to get the same things done for your team, right? And then I think like understanding there's something around like self-awareness with your peers as well, like understanding, okay, how do I fit on this team? So there's a few different buckets when it's when it comes to peers, but it's mostly like connection, building trust, be authentic. Don't, what not to do is play that political game where you're just like kissing up to your manager all day long and trying to get promoted. So when I say be authentic, be yourself, understand that. It's like we're all in the same team here. So figure out how you can help that person. So the biggest, I think, bucket in here in this peer conversation is like, as I was thinking about this, what can I do to help my peer make this like team work better? And I think that's what people forget. I think they're always looking out, what can I do to make my life easier? And like, how can I get promoted? But if you're also looking out for your coworkers, it's just going to make completely a better environment.
1: The people that are not being authentic, maybe they're just kissing ass to get the promotion. What would you say is the conversation like with other people that notice it? And is there anything you can do about that sort of person that's just kissing ass all the time.
0: It's tough. It's tough for a culture. It's tough for an environment. I think what doesn't help is just like talking about that person behind their back or whatever, but in those situations, we've talked about how to deal with a difficult coworker before in one of our episodes, you can try to confront it and try to give feedback if you have that relationship for that person. But in most cases, if that person is driven in that way, it's going to be very hard to stop. Mm. I think what my advice is, I don't think that's the long-term way to move in your career. I don't think it's the right way. I think you can be your authentic self and put yourself in positions to do really well and succeed and have respect of others without having to intentionally try to like play the political game. Yeah. The other thing that's, I think, interesting is it's on the same thing is when you need to talk to the somebody, one of your peers directly about a tough subject, it's better to like actually have the conversation than just talk behind people's backs. That's what I found. I think I've done the other thing in my earlier career. Oh, this person's giving me a hard time or this is happening. And I know that didn't do anything. Like gossiping doesn't do anything. It's a really good point, but (laughs) I think we've all been guilty of it probably at some point, right? Yeah. We've all done it. We all do it, probably still in our near 40s, but it always worked out better when I would actually have a conversation with somebody. If something bad is happening or something, it's not clicking. Be direct. Go to that person. And all this is assuming you've already built the relationship with that person. Because if you just go direct at somebody, it might not end well for you. <laughs> That's an excellent <laughs> point.
1: That is an excellent point. Yes.
0: Yeah. So both of these buckets we talked about in the junior bucket, and the peer bucket, you have those steps beforehand of building a good relationship with these people. And listening is also in this bucket as well. We talked about on the junior bucket. But when you're creating these relationships, like listening is a part of it. And that's, when I think about peer, it comes down to building that team environment, trust, authentic experience. Mm-hmm. And that's going to create the team you want to be a part of when you're talking about peers, right? Yep. And then being direct and talking to them about issues when they come up. All right, cool. Any questions on peers? we good there? Love it. All right. So this is probably the most important one. In the grand scheme of thing. it's like, how you come across with leadership and seen people more senior than you has a huge impact on your career, right? Lee, you've probably seen this. Like when you're talking to a client who might be a 70-year-old multi-millionaire or you're talking to a client that might be in their 30s, just starting out, you have different ways you communicate, right? right? So I think it's important to recognize when you're dealing with someone more senior or a manager, it's like what I do on a weekly basis, they don't want to know about all the fluff, right? They want to know what's important why it's important, and how they can help you, right? So what I call out when I deal with my managers, okay, here's what I'm working on, here's what's going well, here are the risks, and here's what I need help on. So you wanna start with what's most important when you're talking with a senior leader. These are the highlights, and this is what's going wrong. What leaders really care about What's interesting is I've found they want to know what's what actually is broken. They definitely are interested in what's going great because everything can't be going great all the time. So leaders really want to know what's not going great and they want to know how they can help. So it's important to, when you're talking with leadership, leave out the fluff, show what's important and show the areas that you need help on. What's the fluff? Fluff is, let's say I had, I'll give you an example. I'm working on a big program right now and every week I give an update to my manager and there's probably 30 different bullets of things that I'm working on. What I do is I try to highlight the top five for him okay and i call out hey i need to spend time on this thing because i need help from you on this these two things so in my opinion the fluff is the stuff that like he or she won't care about or he or she you don't need help from them on it's just more of an fyi or maybe you're telling them because you want credit for it or whatever leaders they have so many things going on depending on who you're talking to whether it's a director or vp like the time you have with them is critical so you need to prioritize what you highlight and what you bring up and that's important because they're going to appreciate your how prepared you were And they're just going to appreciate that you're like, you're making valuable use of their time. The other thing is like when you're dealing with leadership, what I have found is uh, it's okay to admit when you don't know something. And I think we get worried if we don't know an answer to a question from a leader. But what I've found is leaders appreciate when somebody is authentic. I know that's a word we use a bunch of times. They appreciate when someone can say, you know what, I don't know that, but I'm going to figure out who does and I'll get back to you in two days. When you're speaking with leaders, don't be afraid to admit you don't know something. And I think think, that's one of the hardest ones.
1: I love that. I was just going to add that I think with leaders, they have more expertise than you. They've been there generally longer, blowing smoke up their ass generally is not going to go well, and they're probably going to detect it. Just be open and honest if you don't know something.
0: That is
1: super important that I think a lot of people get wrong.
0: Yeah. This last one is actually, you really don't understand how important this last one is. It's about being able to admit when you made a mistake, right? And proactively telling leadership that this thing didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Here's why. And here's what I'm doing about it. They're going to appreciate this way more than two, three months go by and they end up finding out about something going wrong without you telling them. That's going to be a whole nother conversation. So if I see something going wrong or I made a mistake on this or that, I'll try to get be proactive and get to that early and inform leadership ahead of time before maybe they find out on their own. So hiding things does not usually end well. That's a great one. Yeah. That comes up a lot because I think it's easy to like, oh, maybe they won't find out or maybe this will just get swept under the rug, but you're better off just documenting it and coming to them with what you're going to do about it. And then the last thing, when you're dealing with senior leaders, don't just come to them with problems. I've said (laughs) this before, but come to them with the problem, but then also the documented recommendation and how you're going to solve it. Very important.
1: And like we talked about in a past podcast, how do you not end up looking like the whiner? Yes. And that's how you do it. If you just say this sucks, this is not working, this is not working, (laughs) it's gonna be like, get out of my office, stop talking to me. You know, you get super annoying if you don't provide those solutions.
0: Yeah, what I've been doing recently is trying to figure out where leadership needs help, whether it's, is there a way I can stretch and do more? And if they see you as somebody who's willing to raise their hand to help them, I remember I raised my hand for something recently and my manager literally said, hey, if you take this on, it's literally going to help me not have to worry about resourcing or hiring someone else. Long term, I think that's really going to help me. Like he's going to remember that Uh, as the last part is bring recommendations to problems. Resourcing, staffing, those are problems managers and senior leaders have to figure out. So if you can help them not hire in this market, do it. That's amazing. Serge, I always forget how smart you are and
1: generally label you as an idiot, but man, you really showed your value today, man. Thank <laughs> you. That. Thank you for those
0: tips. Thank you. You always can bring me up. Or no, you brought me down. Bring me up. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at that. <laughs> I know, that's my gift. Those are amazing, man. All right, folks, if you got questions,
1: make sure you send them to ask at The Free Retiree. Those are some amazing tips from Serge. Yeah, so long for now. And uh, make sure you like and share our episode.